Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm William. This is the podcast where we talk about everything tabletop role-playing games. Today we are covering Obox Ob, the Prince of Vermin. One, two, three, four. Hey Brian. Demon Lords. Demon Lords. It's our back. It's a Demon Lord episode. Indeed. It's our it's fucking wheelhouse. It I'm is. so stoked. Let's go swan dive <laughs> into the best demon lord of your life. That's Demogorgon, and then we'll well, move yeah, on to Demogorgon's going to come up this episode. Um, but before we say any of that, uh, I just want it to be known that this is another patron voted episode. Yes, the patrons spoke and they decided that it's going to be a demon lord episode. We're talking about Oboxob. If you guys are interested, if any of you guys listening are interested in telling us what we should talk about. Get on Patreon and get involved in the suggestion threads and the polls yep. to vote in what we're going to talk about at they're least once a, a month. They're always a lot of fun. Patreon.com slash the Dungeon Cast. You can, always get, you can also get uh, these episodes of the show early and, and ad-free. ad-free. Yeah. Um, it looks like all the hair trigger topics from Patreon have been addressed, and they're like, okay, let's give the guys a demon. Like, can we get back to Demon Lords now? Yeah, yeah. And so it's There you go. So here we are. Oboxob, the Prince of Vermin. The Prince of Demons, question mark. This <laughs> title has been held by only three different entities in the history of Dungeons & Dragons. That's right. The current prince and mightiest of all demons is, of course, Demogorgon. Shout Long out he to, reign. Shout out to Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. An organic shout out to Demogorgon. <laughs> Indeed. Before Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. Before Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. <laughs> there was Miska, the wolf spider, who in tandem with the Queen of Chaos attempted to annihilate the forces of law from the universe before he was forever imprisoned by the Rod of Seven Parts. Neat. Before Miska, there was the original Prince of Demons. In the age before ages, when the Obriths ruled the Abyss, the mightiest among them was Obox Ob, Prince of Demons. The episode title guy, it came up. Uh, I was also thinking about how Dagon was almost the Prince of Demons. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, just kind of chilled for a little too long. It's, it's fe- kind of fence sat for a little while. Yeah, I think Dagon is just playing this really long game that's impossible to really, really predict. Yeah, it's he's, true. He's, he's a wild card for sure. F- fist bump to the homie. He's going to come up this episode as well. Um, before we get into Obox Ob as a singular entity, let's have a quick recap on Obriths. 
Tanari and the differences between the two. Yeah, it's been a long time. I would love a recap. Very long time. Oberiths are an eldritch race of demons so ancient that they predate mortal life and even the existence of the gods. It is said that they likely originally came from a completely different universe. Their abominable forms are utterly alien and bear no, uh, nearly no resemblance to modern mortal life, unlike Tanari demons who, though definitely twisted and horrifying to behold, tend to resemble humanoids or animals in their forms. It is said that Simply looking upon their strange shapes can drive a mortal insane, and even the cosmos itself is horrified by their presence. Yikes, yes. I love this shit. Need more. <laughs> more than ugly, the forms of the Oberths are simply wrong. Their noxious vileness transcending to the ranks of fact. <laughs> this atrociousness extends beyond visual appearance to every aspect of their existence. Everything from the sounds they make to the foul odors they exude to the taste they leave in one's mouth is an appalling affront to all senses. Yeah, man, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. While undoubtedly absolutely malevolent, Oberth seem much more focused on their adversarial position against law rather than good. Their ancient intelligence is bent on the infinite scope of the cosmos' balance in a way most Tanari just don't or can't due to their more impatient nature and their constant craving of destruction and death. Or at least it used to be that way. Right, what happened? <laughs> Despite their extreme power and ancient knowledge, the Oberths have fallen nearly to the brink of extinction, brought down and hunted by the more numerous Tanari demons. Uh, defeated and dying, uh, relatively few Oberths remain in the Abyss's most remote recesses, and of those that do, few maintain any real influence. Those that have continued to cling to existence either have the approval of the Tanari, the effort it would take to fight them is not worth their defeat, or have claimed domains too inhospitable or isolated to try conquering. Jesus, okay. The Tanari, or traditional demons, are uh, were originally the creations of the Oberths. Spawned from the abyssal corruption of sinful mortal souls, Tanari are a concentrated representation of the chaotic evil mortals are capable of. Being beings of chaos, the only true rule behind their forms is that they follow function, each shape an adaptation to the infinitely inhospitable depths of the abyss. Furthermore, the Tanari are ever mutable, always in a state of individual evolution to grow stronger, the path of which is all also depends on the nature of their environment. So as long as all the organs or pipes, whatever, is inside of them are all connected properly for, like, movement and what Well, have you. yeah, so basically it's like, okay, uh, do they live in the water? Then they probably need gills and fins and stuff. Yeah. It's like, do they live in a heated environment? Well, okay, they probably have, like, thick skin and, like, are cold-blooded or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they always adapt. Honestly, demons in, in Dungeons & Dragons are basically Pokemon. Yeah, they're like the spirits of the land. Yeah, but and, bad. And, but super bad and super chaotic. They're like but, no face. But they always adapt and they always evolve. Is no face a fucking de Tanari demon? Uh, mm, no, I don't think so. Isn't it like the born of the pollution of the river or whatever the fuck? Is that what no face is? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to watch all the studio. I'm doing a Studio Ghibli march. Oh, nice, yeah. dude. So um, I'll, let, I'll let you know. My personal favorites, I do love Spirited Away, but my personal favorites are Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. Yes, that I haven't seen that one, and I'm going to, it's Fine. high on the list so after good. we watch Howl's and Howl's is great. Spirited Away. And uh, also Princess Mononoke, if yes. you get the chance. That's also, that's, it's literally the next two we're going to watch dude, after we like, so good. show, like, you know, Howl's is like a- Howl's is great. I yeah, love Howl's. I, have you seen Princess Mononoke? No, no, I haven't seen either of those oh, two. Oh, dude. So, yeah, those two are going to be good. You are in for a treat. Those I, movies, you're I, in I for a treat. I haven't seen many of them, actually. So. There's a lot. Yeah, that's why we're going to watch them. That's All right. It's going to be a thing that we do as a family. 
Though now the process of Tanari birth is self-propagated, the very first Tanari breeds were not truly born from the first humanoid souls to enter the abyss, but rather forged from them. Mm. Unfortunately for the Oberiths, their hubris prevented them from seeing the obvious. Eventually, the Tanari far outnumbered their Oberith overlords, and when the Queen of Chaos was defeated, they revolted, led by the first and most powerful of their kind, Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. So let us shift back in time. Brings me great joy. Before the Blood War, before the revolt of the Tanari, before the Queen of Chaos's war against the forces of law, to the age before ages. And let's finally talk about Obox Ob. Obox Ob. It's like saying Bomom, but like but kind of backwards. I don't know. Box Box. Boxobo is the anagram. Yeah. Obox Ob is an Oberth demon lord and one of the few Oberth demon lords left. He is the prince of poisons and verminous creatures. He is an eldritch being from a long forgotten era before the Tanari demons. He was the original prince of demons, and though he is now a mere shadow of his original self, it is said that Obox Ob is the one entity in existence that Demogorgon may truly fear. <laughs> Obox Ob is a nightmarish entity to behold. Seemingly a cross between a backward scorpion and a monstrous millipede, with clusters of chitinous arachnoid limbs ending in deadly talons, erratically clamoring about his distended form. The places where his three-faced head and three massive tails should be are reversed, although both ends are equipped with wicked stingers. His tail edges are jagged and drip with a black venom, while his hideous visages, supported by a thick neck stalk, have a hollow corkscrew-shaped spike at the end of his horrifically long red tongue. His three faces give him three sets of malicious crimson eyes, and a vertical maw houses his tongue. I love monster descriptions like that are long like that. Have You, you have a kid. Have you read The Gruffalo? No, I have not read the. Oh my god! Yet. It's basically just like segmented version of like monster description like that. It's so mm -hmm. fucking good. That's cool. Yeah, Obox Ob was in fact the first and most powerful Oberinth to rise from the primeval chaos of the abyss. Not much is known about that time since it was before gods or mortals. Even the most ancient of demon lords would have either not been born yet or would have only existed as a low-level Tanari demon at the time, with some exceptions. Mm. What is known? is that Obox Ob ruled the entire abyss as Prince of Demons until betrayal and subterfuge led to his assassination. I wonder, is are we going to talk about like the specifics of that and if how like Demogorgon do the thing himself or what? Um, No, because Obox Ob's story doesn't touch on Demogorgon's story until later. Just oh, I see. In the now, Obox Ob and Demogorgon are very much at odds. Right, yeah, that would but, make sense. But during... Obox Ob's reign, Demogorgon wasn't even born yet. Oh, okay. So it's this queen? Is that who's, who's responsible? Queen of Chaos is the one who kind of bridges the two. I see. Yeah, so okay. So we, 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 we will get into it. In That's a moth, cool. Yeah, Demogorgon shows up and is like, three heads? <laughs> Stupid. You do it with two. You <laughs> yeah. do the shit with two. What's up? Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, where was I? Um, as the Oberths of the Abyss came to learn about and become aware of the other planes, the Brazen Queen of Chaos another Oberth demon lord, came to the conclusion that it was for her to bring ruin to such realms. And her first course of action to achieve this goal was to murder the current prince of demons, Obox Ob. That's a fucking shower thought. Yeah, She's absolutely. She's like, you know what? I can oh. fucking do this. Why not me? Why not? <laughs> I'm so clean right now. I can do anything. 
That's so true. That is a crazy bug to be dude, yeah, flying around dude, in here. Dude, it got in my face earlier. Oh, what? That's why I, I was like, noticed. I was doing this. I was like a moth. You know, you're really animated with, with your hands when you speak all the time anyway. Yeah, it's well, true. For listeners of this show, you don't like, sometimes you'll hear mic bumps and like stuff and, and it's well. Dude, what is that? That's like a mosquito? It's, it's a mosquito like, hawk. We got those. Mosquito hawk. We got oh, those boy. around. Yeah, it's, right. uh, we're breaching into summer here. Yeah. It's July now. So <laughs> it's an abyssal incursion. It's happening yeah. <laughs> live. <laughs> it's the mosquitoes from Jumaji. <laughs> you know, there's, uh, funnily enough, we're going to get into it. There are like super evil, crazy mosquito demons that we're going to talk about in today's episode. Oh, hell yeah. So. Dude, it's it's truly a Dungeon Cast episode now because we talked about Demogorgon and Jumanji. It's, yeah, very yeah, true. We nailed yeah. it. We, I, we probably have to make some dick jokes and then uh, fucking who knows what else. Tell people we love them. We love you guys. We love you guys. All right, let's get back to it. So uh, Queen of Chaos wants to take over the world, decides I'm going to kill Prince of Demons, Oboxob. Yeah. And she did so with the assistance of a mighty Tanari demon known as Miska, the wolf spider, mm. who in turn had the backing of the entire Tanari population because, you know, he was their boy. Right, that's a lot. Yeah. The details on how it was done are not stated, but it is said that it was the sheer audacity of the move itself that ensured the queen's success. Since such action against the Prince of Demons, who had already refused her call to war, was entirely unexpected. Hmm. Okay. The thing about Obox Ob, though, was that his level of power was so immense that slaying his body was not enough to actually kill him. Dope. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Like a deity, he had many aspects or avatars throughout the Abyss at any and all times, including when the Queen of Chaos struck. But the Queen of Chaos was very aware of this and took measures to ensure all aspects and avatars would also face annihilation. Although all of his aspects tried to fight or escape, they were slaughtered by the queen of by the queen, except for two. One that hid within an exceptionally deep layer of the abyss known as Zionin. This is the main one that we'll be talking about today. Okay. Okay. And a lesser known second aspect that had survived by imprisoning its essence within the original layer of the abyss that served as Obaxob's seat of power, the Blood Shallows. While safe from the Queen of Chaos, it is forever unable to free itself from the physical expression of the lair. Mm -hmm. Thus, demons continue to squabble over the lair, unknowing that while unknowing that while he remains unseen, the true lord of the lair will never allow any other to rule here. So it's like uh, it will forever be unconquered because right, it'll usurp you somehow. He now is the lair, right? It'll, and he doesn't want anyone to rule here. He'll sit on the throne, and the throne will fucking eat you. Exactly. It's like the nasty one of the nasty Horcruxes. Mm -hmm. Few beings, such as the partially insane Bernaloths, or perhaps Dagon, even knows that this aspect exists. Just bump to the homie. Mm -hmm. For eons, this aspect of Obox Ob slunk and skulked to the safety of his new sanctuary as a shadow of his former self. We're back to the original one. Mm -hmm. When Obox Ob finally left the safety of his lair for the first time, he discovered that he and the rule of the Obriths were a thing of the past. Now the Tanari ruled, and his kind had been hunted down to near extinction. Okay. Once one of the most reviled and powerful residents of the Abyss, the Prince of Vermin's primal fury has only grown alongside the cravings for his former glory. Even his own lair is not safe from his rage-fueled rampages, and he frequently brings ruin upon his own servitors. His hatred for the Tanari, to which his former position was bestowed upon, and it betrayed their masters, runs unimaginably deep, and he seeks no less than their utter extinction. Sick. Yeah, that isn't to say, however, that his hatred ends with the Tanari, or even the fallen Queen of Chaos. Obox Ob seeks to bring about the annihilation of all things. It is just that his ire is most directly pointed at the current rulers of the Abyss. Makes sense to me. 
So yeah, he's gone full full nihilistic. He's just like, yeah, I was happy. Yeah. And everyone fucked it all up. So yeah. I'm fucking coming for everybody. Yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah. But he's still just he's like, there's a reason you got beat. Yeah, I mean he got he got assassinated. Right. Okay. Um, but all the all this plotting. They're yeah. all we're all plotting. Everybody's plotting. Everyone's plotting is the abyss. You gotta plot your plots. If Demon Gorgon were to ever grow weakened or be defeated, unlikely, either by Obox Ob's hand or another, the Prince of Vermin would quickly attempt to reclaim his status, sending increasingly powerful waves of Oberiths to attack the gaping, gaping maw. If allowed to retake his position as Prince of Demons, the Tanari would quickly fade away as the Oberiths emerged from and retook the Abyss, infesting the Astral Sea and spreading like a virulent plague throughout the multiverse. Until he could return to his prime uh, until he does return to his prime however obox ob's plans for revenge will have to wait yeah they yeah. will <laughs> obox ob's primary concern is recovering from his diminished state in order to reestablish himself as prince of demons he's actually nearly succeeded in retaining his godlike power at least once before when he nearly merged an entire material world into his lair to serve as a ritualistic sacrifice to restore his power he failed, though, when an adventuring group of heroes thwarted his plans at the last God second. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking adventurers. God damn it. <laughs> I was this close. Yeah, let's break the fourth wall until once a group of you assholes out there yeah. fuck, fucked up Obox Ob. Indeed. God, how infuriating has that got to be? Like, God, yeah, fucking, you're doing all this stuff. And I was so a bunch close, of and show four up. randos showed up mm -hmm. and like cast bless and just fucked me up <laughs> so hilarious. bad. It was the wish spell, I'm that sure. That guy hit me for 86. You know, I should have even use a high level smite. <laughs> I should have included the name of the adventure module. This that's included in, but I forgot to do that. I'm sorry, guys. If you had to guess, which one would you think it is? What module? Then, I don't yeah. know. One of the second edition ones. I don't know. Can you guys tell us what module it is in I'm the comments? I'm sure they I mean, will. Everybody knows what module it is, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we just don't. We Can don't. you guys help us? Leave a YouTube comment. If you do and you hit the like button and subscribe to our channel, you'll be entered to win a copy of Baldur's Gate 3, which we will give out to one random person who does those three things I just described when we hit 50,000 YouTube subscribers, which is happening. Coming up very soon. Yeah, we're, we're hit, we're, we've hit 48,000 and we continue to march toward that. So please further our, our efforts so we can hand out this book. God, that made me it made me tired to do a plug right there. It made me so tired. Yeah. Maybe we should take a short rest. Let's take a short rest. Let's do it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. We've returned. Indeed we have. We're fucking back. Can Indeed you believe it? Can you believe it that this is episode 349 of I, this podcast? I can believe it. You know, you've, you might have heard this early compared to its normal release date. If you went to patreon.com slash the dungeon cast and hit us with a fiver every month, because mm-hmm. like once once a month, five dollars, that's like fucking a pittance, pittance <laughs> for early. Well, it goes a long way to help us. Yeah, early. It, it really does. Uh, early ad free episodes, a pittance to you, but it means it does mean leaps and bounds for us as as a team, as a as a two man squad on this podcast it's actually much more than that these days we've got several other people that we're very thankful for that help us um do a lot cover the odds and ends and help us with like the some of the important stuff that we do on the show that we would normally not be able to do or forget to do because we're kind of that way mm-hmm. um so so thanks to to you guys you guys know who you are our legendary listeners and um yeah, that patreon.com slash dungeoncast is a really cool place to get really cool stuff that we made extra for you. It's like special merch, all kinds of stuff. But let's get yeah. back to it. Let's get back to it. So, Zionin, the domain of the Oberth Lord or Oboxob, is a realm of vermin infested, jagged badlands, abutting vast oceans of th- thick, syrupy resin. Ooh. The layer is absolutely infested with swarming Oberths called Ecolids. 
absolutely horrifying insect-like demons that appear as terrifying fusion of ant, spider, and scorpion with three members' wings on their thorax. I almost read the parentheses in the transatlantic. Oh, yeah? yeah. I, I felt like, but I, I, I didn't want to take it from you. I mean, I, I would have I would have gone with it. <laughs> if I just start reading everything in parentheses from the notes, I, Yeah, I'm down to try. Oh, we'll try it out next time. Next time it comes up, if I remember, I'll do it. Endless plagues of fiendish vermin, horrific abominations, and overeths unseen throughout the rest of the abyss all reside in this lair. Wow. The ecolids that serve as Obaxob's debased aristocracy construct enormously complex hive cities by dipping mortal victims into this foul-smelling goop, which completely hardens their body at the exact moment of suffocation, making each treated victim a unique sculpture of terrifying death. The industrious ecolids pile these hardened corpses into nightmarish cathedrals, temples, and towers that crowd their buzzing cities, all pleasing monuments to Obaxob and his unholy wrath. Jeez. Cool. Okay. <laughs> the chattering markets of ecolid cities offer poisons from a hundred worlds and slaves for use as incubators, but the meticulous Obereths have little patience for mortals and generally attack them on sight. The choicest captives are impregnated with eggs of Ecolid high nobility, and the creatures gather in vast numbers to observe wild sessions of performance hatching. Oh my God, high, why is that in quotes? Yeah, with high honors going to the Ecolids responsible for the most gruesome death of a host creature. Oh my, oh wow, this is just... <laughs> A lot. That yep. was a lot. Yep, it keeps going. Oh. In addition to the foul ecolids and Obaxob himself, Zionin is home to countless varieties of fiendish vermin and aberrations, including abyssal ant swarms. Due to the extreme hostility of most natives to mortal explorers, the fraternity of order, this is another sigil faction, they're coming up now, uh, planar organization like the Harmonium, have placed Zionin on the indefinite interdiction, forbidding its members from braving its unwholesome dangers. Oh, wow. Okay, there it is. All right, neat. Mm -hmm. When it comes to allies, Obox Ob has few. Almost all others are enemies to him, but Obox Ob's number one enemy is Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon, who quite frankly seems to be a lot of other Demon Lords public enemy number one. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, when you're standing at the top, yeah, you know. yeah everyone wants to take a shot. Yeah. So unlike Orcus or Grotz, though, Obox Ob is potentially the one being that Demogorgon could be said to fear to the point where even an aspect of the former Prince of Demons will give Demogorgon pause. Obox Ob holds an unbridled hatred for Demogorgon that is all encompassing. So everyone hates Demogorgon, or a lot of a lot of demon lords want mm -hmm. the position, right? Like Orcus yeah. and Demogorgon don't get along, right? Yeah, so no like, doubt they hate each other. But yeah. this guy, the rivals, this guy extra hates Demogorgon because yeah. he got he got beat, and then he was like, he told me two heads, but then he outsourced his third heads to his homie. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, sure. I think I think the idea here is Obox Ob comes back and he doesn't even get to face the the, the people that uh, that deposed him. Now there's just some new guy at the top. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck whoever that is. And and when he was back when he was uh, the prince of demons, this new guy and all his brethren were literally like slave chattel. So like right. to yeah. him it's like it's like anathema to what reality should be, right? <laughs> And I, I think on Demogorgon's side, it's this weird, like, Demogorgon never got to meet Oboxob. Right. He only heard stories. Right, like, yeah. And so he sees an aspect of it and is like, uh, he, I don't know. Like, he's the OG Prince of yeah. Demons. And, like, I mean, it's not like Demogorgon even uh, deposed the Queen of Chaos or Miska the Wolfspire. Those two just got defeated on their own, <laughs> and Demogorgon rose up. He led yeah, a rebellion, yeah. you know what I mean? So I think, like, it's that unknown factor, and it's that factor of, like, 
the Oberths are our creators and like the OGs out there somewhere. And like, True, yeah. I, he's an unknown factor to me. So Orcus is a known factor. Like there's, there's respectful hatred and rivalry between the two. Yeah. You know what to expect. Yeah. You know what to expect. But I think that's why uh, Oboxop gives Dima Gorgon pause. Cause he's like, he's like a legend, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, it's like if you, uh, it's like if if Demogorgon played basketball and Oboxov was like retired Michael Jordan. <laughs> and he's like, I know I am like like younger and more spry than you, but you're you're Michael you're Jordan. You're Michael Jordan. Michael exactly. Jordan, That's yeah, absolutely. Okay. Right. And interestingly enough, Oboxov's uh, relation with Dagon, a fellow Oberth Demon Lord, is surrounded by rumors. Oh man. For That's those fun. maybe new to the podcast or just this particular subject matter, Dagon, despite being an Oberth, serves as Demogorgon's oracle, confidant, and number one ally. Demogorgon is extremely powerful and has a genius intellect, albeit an insane one, but Dagon's knowledge and intellect is otherworldly. Some believe that it has only been through secrets shared by Dagon that Demogorgon has managed to remain Prince of Demons for so long. And I'm positive that that, because uh, we we have a Dagon episode that's not too long ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, 50, 50 episodes ago? Something like that, yeah, about a year ago. Was it was it episode 300? Was Dagon? Yeah. Damn, I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, time um, flies. But uh, yeah, that's I I one hundred percent endorse that ideal that Dagon is part of the, what keeps Demon Gorgon. Oh, in place. for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, some whispers claim that Oboxov has managed to wriggle his chief lieutenant Lacer to make a pact with the Prince of the Depths, allowing his pawn to inhabit the Shadow Sea in his half alive fortress. Others say that Lacer is in an active fight against Dagon and aims to one day kill him in his lair with his small army of assassins. Whatever the case, Dagon has yet to move against Lacer, perhaps because he does not fear him the slightest or possibly because of his connection to the former Prince of Demons, Oboxob. Yeah, it makes sense to go through the Shadow Sea because the Shadow Sea corrects, c- connects directly to the Gaping Maw. Yeah, exactly. It's like adjacent layers. Yeah, yeah. Just a lot like how you would go through the Bucks Anus to get to... <laughs> The Nemesis. If you l- listen to the last episode, <laughs> you can't just say that, Brian. The, the Shadow Sea is like is the Buck's anus of the Abyss. <laughs> now I want to talk a little bit about Lacer. Uh huh. I've never heard of him before researching this episode. And I think yeah, it's never pretty have I. interesting. He's a pretty interesting character. So, Lacer appears as an emaciated humanoid, about nine feet tall, yet weighing barely 140 pounds. He has twin rapiers wired into his hands, and shards of, of broken glass pierce his feet. What, okay, Kratos. These are remnants of his torturous birth at Oboxov's inhuman hands. His jaw is filled with needle, needle teeth, and an immense wound from gullet to groin has been stitched shut with thick black twine. Oh, God. Now and then, tiny spidery legs slip out between the stitches as the nightmares inside of him probe oh, for release. Oh, God, like Oogie Boogie? Like, Fuck, what the hell? Yep. <laughs> Lacer was once human, a planar explorer generally credited with the discovery of Zionin, the 663rd layer of the abyss. On his first visit, he remained only for a few minutes before being forced to flee. It was on his second, which I don't know why the fuck there would ever be a second, but there was, that he was captured by the region's ruler. He got that madness bug. I guess so. He's a fucking Lovecraft character at that point. Yeah, pretty much. The Prince of Vermin had never seen a human before, but he knew what they were. Using horrific methods best left undocumented, Oboxob transformed Lacer into a minion, forcing a transformation from mortal to demon. 
He then sent his puppet out into the abyss to serve initially as a spy. His humanoid form, Obaxob hoped, would allow him to gather intelligence on the demons. And for a while it worked, but eventually the truth of Lacer's origins came out when the Dark Prince Grost discovered the truth of Lacer's origins. Oh, Interesting. We got some gross going yeah, on. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Since the since then, Obox Ob has repurposed Lacer into a powerful assassin. One, it is rumored, is being groomed to be a slayer of demon lords. Hated by the demon lords as a traitor and a mockery, Obox Ob's modified Obox Ob modified Lacer's original incarnation so that he now prefers to dwell in the deepest reaches of the Abyssian Ocean or Shadow Sea. Okay. Lacer dwells in a mobile fortress constructed constructed from half-living, half-fossilized creatures of the deep, a spine-covered abomination known only as the Seahold. Tales persist that the Seahold can move back and forth from the Abyssian Ocean and the deep oceans of the material plane. I'm surprised that this is... Is this new information to me? Like, did we cover this in the Dagon episode at all? I can't remember anymore. I don't think so. I, and now I'm thinking, like, did I read about it and omit it because it was kind of out there? Lore? Yeah, it, it yeah. didn't seem to be. I don't think I would have. I would not have included it in the Dagon. Maybe episode. I did that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm not the one that researches for these episodes typically, but I. I it's fun for me to take a day, uh, <laughs> give Will a day off every once yeah, in a while. But, absolutely. You know. Finally. When it comes to potential allies, there is the unknowable elder evil, there is Dune, who shares Obaxop's desire for destruction. The Prince of Vermin has shown interest in releasing the Chain God from his prison. They share the exact same omnicidal goal and would be an absolutely terrible alliance to behold. Because remember, end goals destroy everything. Always, yeah, to yeah. rip reality's fabric into shreds and remake the world in the shape of the abyss. Or well, no, no, that, even that? so there's Dune and Obox Ob. No, 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 they just oh, want not everything them. Gone. they just want to obliterate they everything. They want absolute omnicidal. Yeah. That's yeah. right, okay. Like many demon lords, Obox Ob has a cult. Obox Ob is the patron of those who see divinity in vermin, and whose cults dwell in deserts of ancient ruins where they can be close to his sacred creatures, the scorpions. Mm. Although they are a powerful force on many worlds, his cultists. Uh, the cultists of Obox Ob have to operate in the shadows after a near victory and humiliating defeat where his worshippers failed to draw a material world into the abyss. By disrupting the magical flow of the ritual at an important phase, the heroes of the realm foiled his attempt to use the world <laughs> as a power to ascend, forcing Obox Ob and his followers to act more cautiously. There, there they are again. Yeah, there they are again. Fucking adventurers. Since this humiliating defeat, Obox Ob has quietly observed his remaining cults, waiting for one to achieve similar chances of success in the future. Until then, these cults maintain a low profile. Clerics of Obox Ob have access to the domains of chaos, destruction, entropy, and evil. His symbol is a scorpion dangling by its tail from a jawless human skull covered with twisting runes. The scorpion's tail is threaded through the skull's eye sockets. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yep. Uh, this parenthesis thing isn't working out. No, no sorry. It's, it's okay. It's not going to happen. Um, there was this episode of Batman the Animated Series, which All right. I'm a big fan of, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't make it into an F-Bats episode, but it's where all of Batman's bad guys show up and have like an AA meeting not like an AA oh they, I know the episode you're they're talking like talking about, yeah. about like their yeah. adventures that they've they're close calls with Batman yeah they're having like group therapy right or that, no it's like poker night it's, it's poker like night. poker night yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and that's then, it and then yeah. it's been a while since I've watched that one because I was it's like, like oh, Scarecrow I Poison Ivy's there yeah Two-Face is Two there Face oh, is they there. brag on Two-Face so much the fucking <laughs> yeah the Joker's like giving Two-Face a real hard time that's hilarious yeah uh, the Penguin's there I, th I think like I don't think Rupert Thorne is there, which is like a big Batman the Animated Series bad guy. But um, 
yeah, they're all talking. I, I feel like the Demon Lords would have an episode like that where they're all like yeah. sitting around talking about how four random fucking adventurers showed up and thwarted them. Yeah, they're absolutely. like, I was this close to unweaving reality, <laughs> and then they opened up a gate, and then Orcus came out and punched me in the fucking nutsack, and then they fired a big old fireball spell on us. And then Demogorgon showed up and slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. I agree. I think that's exactly what would happen. That's too funny. They all have their own story about when four random fucking adventures ruined their day. everything up. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> As a being of chaos incarnate, Obaksov's very presence erodes sanity and poisons the mind. Uh, his aberrant form inflicts mind-rending nightmares on those that look upon it and instills a permanent sense of entomophobic that's uh, the dread. fear of insects. Yeah, fear of insects <laughs> within the victim, only curable by the most powerful spells and casters. Even hearing the deafening drone caused by the movements of his chitinous body armor can cause temporary confusion from the sheer chaotic cacophony of the shrieking screams. Now, I don't know why Obaxob's body shell shrieks and screams. It is not explained. It is only stated. Maybe he's he made an oogie boogie guy, yeah. right? It's, so maybe he's kind of like an oogie boogie guy. Maybe. I think that kind of is the idea. All I know is, like, lit no, literally in the 3.5 stat block that is Obaxob, like, he has a feature called, like, Chitinous body armor shrieks or whatever it's called, and that's <laughs> it. Literally, is this? I wonder it, if it drives a you insane to hear him. Magazine lore about it, but yeah, for him to have like, oh, my armor's from the outer world, like the pre the pre world where like yeah. shit just kind of screams sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Yours doesn't. <laughs> Your armor doesn't scream. That's weird and stupid. Rather than poison, his tongue contains raw chaos matter, which he can implant what? into the flesh of other beings. Oh, cool. The entropic power slowly consumes the unfortunate target's body and soul until, the, until they are utterly destroyed with only magic like dispel chaos delaying the process and the strongest of restorative magic bring back the lost soul without the degradation continuing. He also possesses telekinetic powers and the ability to create symbols of insanity. So is this what he did to Laser? Probably. I think what did he, I, just, mm, just like oil well, changes the on thing him, is like the, the raw injected chaos like sh sh slowly unravels you. Right. Unless so I don't think he did that to Laser because that would have undone him and he he needed him. He wanted to transform him into something. Yeah, but it's saying that like you can you can slow it down. And, you can. Like, you can, yeah. and, and, and maybe he controls it, and may, maybe he did use it. Okay. The Prince of Vermin also possesses power over lower life forms, able to summon pestilent swarms and enormous arthropods. His more powerful abilities allow him to turn objects into massive insectoids, and the venom of his tails drains the minds of those he stings until they succumb and transform into giant fiendish scorpions. All of the victim's memories are erased, and only a wish or miracle can return them to their previous form. And even then, their intellects are still in a ruined state. This is what happened to in the the Scorpion King, with Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah, he ran into Obox Ob. Yeah, he got stabbed by one Absolutely. of these things and became a scorpion. That's hilarious. So that's Obox Ob, man. That's all I got on him. I scoured everywhere for as much as I could. I think he's a centipede one. He's a scorpion. He's uh, did you ever pull up an image? Let me pull up. An oh image. yeah, I yeah. Should. You should pull up an image because he's fucking wild looking. Okay. Obox Ob, and there's there's multiple depictions of him. I I, I assume I've seen him before. It's maybe. Yeah, maybe. he's a, he's a centipede slash scorpion one. Yeah. Yeah. So you you've seen you've seen this one before? No, I don't think I have actually. Yeah, he's he's fucking wild looking. This is, yeah, this is yeah. A cool. Like it's confusing to look at. Yeah, the three heads are down here, but the tail looks like a head also. Well, the tail is the head, and down where the heads should be are tails. 
are scorpion oh, stingers. Yeah. I, wasn't it saying something about him having three heads? Uh, so some yes, he's supposed to have three faces. You'll see. Oh, I see. Now this I one, see there's it. three. Yes, yes, yes. But but in some, they only show the one. So yeah, and it's confusing. Their tongues are all. Cut. There's three tongues like sort of. Yeah. Oh yeah. Out yeah. Yeah. One of each. Yep, okay. There you go. And they kind of get smaller as you. Yeah. Wow, this is a hard monster to describe. And it's hard to even look at and understand what you're seeing. It is a little confusing. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. This yeah. is a Which little Which I strange. think is how it should look as an Oberinth. I think Oberinth should be like, what the fuck? Very is this? otherworldly. Like, yeah. yeah. Very alien in a in a not. Yeah. Not an anatomically correct sort of way. Yeah, absolutely. He has bulky and weird spots. Yep. I, I see. His armor just screams. I wonder if it's that <laughs> cicada screeching kind of. Yeah, I think that's the idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, absolutely. The chitter chatter. Yes, exactly. The spiders again, Will. Ah! From where we worked. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. God, the memories. God, so many spiders. So, you had any questions about Obox Ob, the original Prince of Demons? I yeah. Now that I'm looking at this photo, I have some questions, but <laughs> nothing I want to vocalize now. All right. Well, with that being said, I think we get ready for a long rest. I think we should. Let's do it. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the long rest. This is the part of the show where we're just gonna chill the fuck out with our patrons, our new ones specifically, and we. Really appreciate everybody that goes to patreon.com slash the dungeon cast and uh, drops us a few bones every month. It, it makes a big old difference in our lives and in the like what we're able to do is in terms of like improving the quality of this show and starting other shows and doing other projects. It, it really is a, a big factor in those things. So I want to say thank you guys very much. Uh, and let's do some reads. Um, I don't have our normal list, so I'm if we miss you this time, we're going to pick you up on the next one, so don't worry. Uh, you can always reach out to us on Patreon and let us know if we missed your shout-out. We'll um, we'll shout you out again. That's no problem, Yeah. Um, even if there's a, a mix-up. Uh, I shouldn't say again if we missed it. Uh, we'll shout you out. We'll put you on the list. So we're going to start with Joseph Old Olberding. Joseph Olberding. Thank you, Joseph. Uh <laughs> Annual subscriber. <laughs> subscriber Joseph Oberding. They've they they boosted from monthly to annual, which we appreciate very much. Indeed. Joseph, thank you. Um we've got Adam Petra. Thank you, Adam. Woo! Woo! Uh we've got Brandon Lukach. Thank you, Brandon. Lukach? I don't know. Thank you, Brandon. Uh we've got Harmon Weirstand. Thank you, Harmon. Thank you, Harmon. And then we've got annual subscriber. Slarty Bartfast. <laughs> annual subscriber. Is that the Slarty Bartfast, former president of the galaxy? <laughs> it's a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. is it? Slarty yeah, Bartfast? Yeah, one of the main characters. Yeah, definitely. Holy shit. Yeah, he's it's... the president of the galaxy during during most of the story. But isn't the, the other guy books. that they're traveling with supposed to be the president of the galaxy? The one with two heads? Yeah, that's Slardy Buffest. That, that that's his name? name? I'm pretty sure that's his name, Slardy Buffest. Yeah. Wow. That's him. It's been yeah. a while. <laughs> Literally, I read that book like 10, I read many of the books 10 years ago or something like that at this point. It's, it's very good. Shit. It's a very good series. It is very good. It gets, it just goes off the, I mean, none of it's really on the rails necessarily. Oh, yeah, it gets wild. But it, it really yeah. goes off the rails. Especially when you get to book five where like they go back to the new earth. And oh, they don't yeah. remember things. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah things, that was strange. It's very crazy. The part where they go to, they time travel to the end of the universe mm -hmm. and they have that, they're at that restaurant with yeah, that cow that wants them to eat them. 
Yes, the cow that, that was, was in the, fucking yes. one yeah. of the wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I re- vividly remember reading that scene and like the yeah, universe is ending in the background of this restaurant. Yeah, and this the cow's res- like, please. It's the restaurant at the end of the universe. Yeah. I've been massaged <laughs> for your eating pleasure. Yes. Or like, geez, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks, Slarty Bart Fast. Cool name if if Will's accurate here. I am accurate. <laughs> uh, the Gentleman Gamer. Thank you, Gentleman Gamer. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, last but certainly not least, Daniel. Edwards. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Annual subscriber. Annual subscriber. The the trumpet player is getting a lot groovier these days. Yeah, it's more of a saxophone player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he playing the saxophone now? Uh, we're gonna switch to saxophone. It's gonna be careless whispers every time. Uh, man, uh, speaking of careless whispers, I was outside of Anaheim Stadium after a hockey game, mm-hmm. and. We walked by a guy playing a saxophone, the people I was with, mm-hmm. and the, one of the dudes I was with bust out a fiver and said, careless whispers, and shoved in this dude's little guitar case or hat or whatever mm-hmm. he's taking money in, and he fucking ripped it out perfectly. Oh, shit. It was so nice. dope. Yeah, he was ready for that shit. Is he's that like, the one where it's like, do, 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 Yeah, that's the one. Okay, I knew. Yeah. 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 It, <laughs> it, it memed for a while it did. in the modern like, age. Yes, it did. Um cool well that's all we've got really you can just you can find us on discord the social media landscape is crazy place like we said last episode so we got links in the description whether it's twitter mastodon or discord or or some other shit that is new now yeah we're, we're trying to figure it out just like the rest of you guys so um yeah uh you can follow me on instagram sound good ink if you want to see pictures of the dragon turtle that we have in the backyard and then um i have i wasn't able to get to the p.o box for for these batches of this batch of episodes, so this episode and the one before it, but I will get to the PO box before we record episode 350. So if you guys sent us something and you were expecting us to see it or read about it, that's why we haven't gotten to it yet and won't get to it until next episode. I'll make it a point to get to the PO box. It's very, there's such a very small window in which I can go to the PO box and it's just a wild thing. So, um, uh, are we missing anything? We talked about Baldur's Gate 3. We talked about Patreon. Go check out Star Seekers Cried to Dragon Star. There's a link in the description below. We're writing a book about a, paint, a campaign we played and finished called Super Quest Saga, which you can go listen to. And uh, you can you can buy the campaign book for that now on Backerkit, which is awesome. Uh, thanks to everybody that has supported us on Backerkit so far and on the greater Kickstarter um, making that project possible. Yeah, all you gotta you all you have to do is go to drakenstar.com or check out Star Seekers Guide to Drakenstar on Kickstarter. Um if you look us up in Backer Kids, just Backer Kids just gonna take you there anyways. Yeah. And you get to get your pre order pre orders in. Uh, by the way, uh just so you guys know, the pre orders include like you could get just the PDF. You can get in onto the beta testing teams and beta test some of the stuff that we've been developing. Uh, you can get a hardcover. You can even order the box set, which is going to include the hardcover, a poster, uh, a dice set, and some other goodies. But yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, let's call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.